well so. writ- well well written amateur you know illustration illustration but it oh it's so good and then you, there's a final showdown between spongebob and patrick because spongebob revives himself in secret because he's also sea sponges right. can also replicate yeah, yeah. and so sees as a sea sponge he's been hiding his true <laughs> form the whole time as well same as patrick 1.0 so then all of a sudden you just like see like out of the ground like all these little particles of sea sponge and then just boom spongebob is back in like his alpha prime form <laughs> that's awesome. and basically him and patrick have a kaiju fight for a couple a couple pages big kaiju fight and that's hilarious okay google they, find me they, spongebob manga yeah 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 all right so who wants to do how do we want to do the intro we are intro. recording right now <laughs> well that whole thing should be in there yep Welcome, everyone, to the Whiskey House Pub House. We're back again with another episode, this time quite scheduled. We have an outline, people. Outline, people. This never happens. Never, ever. Well, no. but, well, actually, we did try those first couple episodes. I think, like, literally the first three episodes we had in what, a quote-unquote outline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was an outline. And They weren't good. Well, I think our our problem was that our outlines were too long. Like, we thought we'd talk about the topics faster, and then we didn't. Yeah. And I think that's been the problem this whole time is we just can't shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that would definitely be a part of it. Yeah, it's usually a problem. Uh-huh. And so we're not we're we're gonna try our best today to stay on topic, on tempo, mm. and on schedule. Absolutely. And we have an excellent topic today. That's a lot of expectations. I don't know if I can handle that. Mm. Before we get into our topic, let's introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm Zach. Founding member of Whiskey, <laughs> Whiskey House Pub House. Founding. He does the taxes now. I do taxes now. <laughs> CFO <laughs> of Whiskey House Pub House LLC. We're actually Notice. an S Corp now. We make no we, money. Yeah. We just report zero. Yeah. Yeah. Notice we're limited liability just because we, never, we, we, we want to cover all the bases. <laughs> just in case. Mm-hmm. Carter's a uh, dependent. I'm, a, I'm a liable. I'm the li- <laughs> <a> liability. Yeah. <laughs> and... Speaking of me, is Carter. We are in Carter's basement. They're in my basement and they're going to be here forever. <laughs> they're not leaving. You can hear the, the gates closing and locking. It's like cha ching and it's like jingle jangle. <laughs> jingle jangle. Jingle jangle. And I am here, Dylan, the broken leg, but the less gimp. broken now. Mm-hmm. Um, Slowly healing. This has been. We, this episode has actually been in the works, ready to record for like three, four weeks. Oh yeah, yep. we just, we've had to reschedule multiple times. Well, you know, when you only have so many days to work with, that's, yeah, that's only true. thirty days. You know, twenty eight days. We've this episode. This is how good we had this plan originally. Last month, September, it's October tenth right now upon recording. Um, we were planning on doing this. I don't know if you guys knew. We were going to be doing this during Bourbon Heritage Month. I did know that. I did not know that. So was... September is 
Bourbon Heritage Month. I was pretty hyped. Which was the main reason we were doing <laughs> a topic such as this, which was so on point for us, which usually we have yep. completely off, random, or just zero thought put in to an episode, um, which is enjoyable for us. <laughs> but um, We're thinkers now, though. And we're trying. We're you know, thinkers we're trying. now. We're really trying. So that's why we're going to say that it is September 30th. <laughs> It's not yeah. October 10th. It's definitely not. Today is it, September This 30th. isn't going to take a week to but edit. <laughs> Got to put your thinking caps on yeah. and just go back. Yeah, just, just imagine, imagine it, it's still September and we're... Uh, it's still September. The Crimean right. Bridge is still whole. Uh, and a lot of other infrastructure is still there. <laughs> still standing. The, the, the hurricane hasn't hit Florida yeah, yet. Yeah, the hurricane yep, yep. hasn't hit Florida yet. Uh, I don't know. That, that's all that happens. That's pretty much, that's pretty it. much it. That's as much that we know. That's yep. as much news. Um, so the topic of which we are doing today is we are going to talk about Buffalo Trace, um, and more importantly, the line of whiskey that they have procured um, over the past multiple years. So we're going to kind of get into that. That's our outline that we hinted at earlier, and um, we're just going to talk about it along the way. Um, so yeah, what do you guys think about that? I am thankful that we get to do an educational episode because I like to learn things. And, and I, I was sick of not having an outline because mm-hmm. that was painful sometimes. And you could have made it. Yeah. I know. Yep. No, we're, we expect Dylan to put in 100% of the effort. Yep. 110. 110. Yep. Dylan works way harder than me and Zach. That was the text message I got when I was in the hospital. I was like, dude, where's my outline? I was like, <laughs> dude, dude, where's my outline? We're supposed to do an episode next week. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> did like, you write my outline? Where's my parts? <laughs> <laughs> Zach is like, the chill boss, chill boss, and, chill boss. and I'm like the, I'm like nah, I need my, I need my, I need it on my desk. Carter by keeps us in line. Yesterday, keeps us in line. I need it on my desk by yesterday, <laughs> and this is all wrong. This is all wrong. <laughs> what are you talking about? This, this is, is all subjective information. <laughs> this is like my opinion. <laughs> this is wrong. Exactly. That would be true. No, no, no really. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited to do a history lesson because I think bourbon has rich history. Right. Well, I mean, whiskey in general, but with people, it's kind of like a, it's a culture thing. It's a heritage thing. It's something that people keep near and dear to their hearts. And they're like, right. You have, you have family legacies involved in these distilleries. And so it's, it is a cool topic. It's liquor or whiskey is not just a liquor. It's a lifestyle. Mm Mm-hmm. Like the grace before yep. us, candy and I'm not. And dandy I am, I am not promoting smoker. alcoholism by saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gene Wilder. <laughs> um, no, no, but I, you know, when I was writing this outline, thinking back to it, as as Carter's prepping the the bottles for us, um, I thought back to the Isla episode that we did. You know, and we kind of talked about um, the the main the core line, the expressions from each distillery and this is kind of how we're kind of you know building this episode like it's kind of like that i love so that we did back which um you know that one had less history than this one well so at some point we'll probably go back and do a little bit more history on it but this is definitely um something that we hope to do not just for a bourbon heritage month um but um in the future just kind of you know do the history because there's a ton of history behind even just bottle brands, like let alone the distillery itself. Mm-hmm. There are just some amazing um, stories behind 
um, bottles, which we haven't even talked about what distillery and line we were going to be doing, but um, which we'll reveal that very shortly, I promise you. Um, it's Fireball. No. <laughs> um, the rich heritage <laughs> of Fireball popularized on the ski slopes of Aspen. Ski slopes. Um, but, you know, it, that's something that I think a lot of a lot of people do talk about that. But I think, you know, when I got into whiskey, and I'm sure this kind of, you know, at some point everyone was at this point where it, you became familiar with seeing brands, you know, on the, on the shelf. Like 1792, you became familiar, like the eye-catching ones, like Old Forest or Woodford Reserve. Yep. But you never knew anything about where they came from and how they became icons in the industry yep. um and that's i think what we're gonna yeah, start highlighting a little bit um especially in this episode we're starting off with probably the top dog of branding like we are doing buffalo trace sazerac company um and their line items because bourbon heritage month if you're gonna do one of them you're gonna do the best one. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy. Objectively, the best one. You know, Objectively. But, uh, yeah. It just is, people. Well, at least with the most uh, recognizable branding. And that's exactly what I mean. Like, you, these, everyone's looking for these. Um, these are super, uh, you know, on the shelf. They pop out. Yeah. You know, that's why they're in such high demand is because some of these are literally walking pieces of marketing. Um, speaking to blends, um, which we will talk about a little bit. And this is not by any means like every history about it. This is brief, just kind of the broad basics um, that we're going to be discussing. So, and even if I, you know, if I forget something, it's not necessarily that we didn't see it. It was just, this is trying to condense it down. And I probably made mistakes on some of these, but I I did my, try to do my due diligence and get um, the, the main points, but yeah. Lots of podcasts I listen to uh, are competitors. Just kidding. Our competitors. Um, no, more like future potential collaborators. Uh, Our friends. They put they put scripts, outlines, or documental information on like blogs or something. You know, so maybe someday in the future, by the time this comes out, maybe we'll have something like that. You know, that'd be sweet. That'd be we cool. st- I, and I still we still gotta try to figure out something for episode fifty. Yeah. What, so, what episode is this? 46, 7? 8, 7? 47, 48? I'm not sure. Because <laughs> we have so many on the backlog that we could, you know, yeah. throw in there. But, um, don't worry about it. Well, we got a lot of, uh, per se, special bottles yeah. now. Oh, for sure. Um, that's, but not, if, that's not today, though. We're yeah. Back. Outline people. If anyone's interested, contact <laughs> us at uh, for doing a collab or uh, a special episode for episode fifty at uh, our Instagram at Whiskey House Pub House or our email at Whiskey House Pub House at gmail.com. But yeah, anyways, back to the uh, episode. So we are starting with, of course, Buffalo Trace for Buffalo Trace. Um, this brand carter why don't you pour some of that for yeah, us that's we, what i was gonna get do. some of our glass you want a cork pop do you care i've never had, have we ever had a cork pop on, on a 175 before especially of buffalo trace i don't know it, and it's a very airy bottle try oh, it it's old yeah mm. Ooh, nice Acu- that was acoustic juggle whiskey yep. <laughs> someone did complain though that we uh we do cork pops on everything you know but 
one of our original statements is doing cork pops on new bottles. <laughs> I guess it's kind of true. But there's no rule we follow. <laughs> no, 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 no. There, there, there isn't one. But there should be. <laughs> but maybe we should subject ourselves to one. I kind of think it's a good idea. You can't control me. Cork pop on everything gets very yeah. tedious when you're doing a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, it absolutely does. Um, and then we could like compile like a, a compilation of cork pops. Boom, 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 boom. Exactly, and then we could you know do a fates right. Cork exactly, edition. edit it to a a sound profile. <laughs> and make I don't it, know how to it do can that. be when we get on Twitch, and then it's our subscription sound. Yeah, subscriptions. We have such aspirations for this. Yeah, no one's gonna do this. Carter, that's your job now. I don't want to run our Twitch channel. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch sucks. All right, so. Uh, Buffalo Trace. There's no particular order we're doing these. This is just how I, I just wrote it out. So that's that's why we are doing Buffalo Trace first is because that's what started, and uh, we're just following the outline that I made. So Buffalo Trace, um, the brand itself uh, came out in 1999. And that's when I was born. That is also the same time that the distillery as we know it today completed its renovation. And... Uh, Thus, it was renamed in 1999 the Buffalo Trace Distillery. Um, before that, it was the um, Stag Distillery. Mm-hmm. And before that, it was the OFC, or Old Fashioned Copper Distillery. So, yeah. That's the official reasoning. The unofficial is that just like Sex Panther using real Panther bits, this whiskey uses real Buffalo bits. <laughs> mm, buffalo. Exactly. That's why. Even trace. though it's technically a, a bison, I think we had discussed on yeah. earlier episodes. Yeah, it's yeah. technically a bison. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's weird. Man, these, they suck at branding. This is Mashbill 1, um, which I'm sure a lot of the audience that is an enthusiast would know. I still get mixed up between the two. But uh, this is the low rye mash bill. I forget what the uh, percentage is, but the mash bill two is the high rye. Is the high rye, and it's it's only like fifteen to nineteen percent, which is the high rye. So, um, not not the highest high rye mash bill, no. but um, but for their own profile, is the uh, high rye mash bill is mash bill two. It smells like grapes. It smells like yeah. grape Laffy Grape Taffy. Grapes is always what I smell. Oh, it's just a. Cl- I've I've said this. I think I've said this before. Like I really enjoy Buffalo Trace, and I usually prefer it over Eagle Rare, just because it's easier to obtain and it's less likely to be inflated on like the secondary charges. Yeah, you know you can still find them for thirty five bucks, mm-hmm. but in the single barrels, so good. Mm. They are. They're very good. But, yeah. I'll just try to find the the mash bills real quick. And I might have a picture of them. Yeah. Did well, you guys go to the... I legitimately might. You guys went to the Buffalo Trace it. Distillery a couple months ago, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what I'm reading right now is that for Buffalo Trace, they keep it a secret. The Not what is the mash bill, but what's in it. The, the proportions. Oh, I see. yeah. So that's probably the fifteen to nineteen percent yep. is just an estimate. Yep. So these are just guesses by a bunch of different enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's all over the place. Some people say ten to twelve percent on the second mash bill. Some people say seventeen to nineteen or fifteen to nineteen. It's higher. It's higher, rye. Right. No, all this says is what's in it or mm-hmm. what they what. 
What mash- brands have the yeah. what mash bill? Yep. Because it's like mash bill one is. <laughs> oh my god, you're. I completely forgot about it. Still have that? We'll cut that out. Cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. Yeah, I've just got what mash bill goes into what. That is Buffalo Trace, Taylor, Stag, Eagle Rare are all mash bill one. But technically it says that it's a rye mash. It says rye mash one and rye mash two. It, it, that just. Low is, rye and higher rye. Yeah, it's just. Um, Making it, you know, different between the, the, the weed and mash bill. It's just saying that the second highest uh, ingredient is rye. Yeah. But I, I think I didn't look up. Um, I mean, obviously, there's no official age statement on the bottles, but these, I think, I believe are usually six to eight years is the estimate on uh, the Buffalo Trace. Um, is the range it could be. Yeah, because I'm trying to think if the tour guide that we had if she might have mentioned something on that i pretty sure she did but i don't remember off the top of my head it is something around that in I mean, that range that, that's a that's a typical range yeah cuz it's probably you know maybe it's unlikely that's going to have like 4 year old just at that that cut off where they don't have to have an age statement anymore it could but uh, it's probably going to be that 6 year range yeah um, i know that they're going from barrels that are all the way up in the rickhouse all the way down too right so there, i mean it's right. it's such a variation of it so you how many levels were those rickhouses do you remember uh like floors or like actual how many floors i think it was six or seven was one of them okay um and i think that it held like 10 to fifteen thousand barrels or something like yeah. that I don't remember off the top of my head. I was listening to one uh, podcast. I think it was uh, that was like there's a eleven and a half million bar- barrels, or was it? I might be getting mixed up between the the barrel count and the estimated worth of barrels. Oh sure, but, yeah, okay, so, eleven and a half million barrels. I, I think so I, that would be. But then it might be close in. though. That there's for, a for lot. everything they have. Oh, for right, all of Buffalo right. Trace. Well, no, 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 just. Kentucky in, in Kentucky, general. Honestly, yeah. that might be close Literally. because some of those have like high, like fifty thousand, and some of them like they're huge, and they're like eight or nine stories tall. Yeah, I do imagine them because that would be <laughs> what five hundred and fifty million gallons of whiskey in one state <laughs> alone. In one state, like what what lakes could you fill that with? You know, A lot. like. <laughs> Wait, how how big is Lake Superior by gallons? gallons. <laughs> fluid ounces. Yeah, what's, what's Lake <laughs> what's Superior fluid by fluid ounces? <laughs> <laughs> you know somebody yeah. measured it out, yeah. too. Yeah. So there's, um, quick Googling, anywhere from 4.7 million barrels of bourbon in Kentucky to 7.5 million barrels. Two different websites, not hard facts, but... We're, you, it's yeah, close. It's close. Around five-ish, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I mean, there's a that's a ton of of barrels. Um, but, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. It's crazy. The only rickhouse we went into in uh, Buffalo Trace was, like, a weird secret passageway door that was, like, behind a bookshelf. Oh, yeah? It was cool. Weird. It was, like, you... we. She took us into like this area. Tour guide did, 
And kind of like what they had at um, O'Shaughnessy's mm. here in Minneapolis, where they had the, the barrels and they showed the aging process like and how it so like it's lower and lower to the angel's chair. Yeah. So they had one of those displays and <laughs> she like walks back towards this bookcase. I'm just like, what the heck? Is, what are you doing? And she just like opens the door, grabs like a handle and then pulls it open. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, it smells nice. <laughs> nice and good. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. All right. Well, continuing on. Uh, so the next one we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about Eagle Rare. So Eagle Rare is it's kind of an interesting one. Um, as far as I found my research, first uh, it was released in 1975. It was uh, first created by the old uh, Pierce Distillery. I already forgot the name on that. <laughs> <laughs> But um, this was owned by Seagram's, and this this distillery was what later became Four Roses. Mm. So super interesting. That is super interesting. Um, wow, how Seagram's has fell. <laughs> but um, well, that's that's a that's a story on its own. We'll have to talk about. I guess. But the original proofing, and there's a couple different lines of Eagle Rare now, but the original proofing of Eagle Rare was 101. So that 50.5% alcohol. Um, in 1989, Sazerac bought that brand um, and pos- was sourcing it. And it could be possibly have sourced in 89 from Heaven Hill um, until Sazerac obtained Buffalo Trace. So there was that little bit of grace period and that they were sourcing it. And uh, once they obtained Buffalo Trace, then it was switched over to Buffalo Trace product. Hmm. But yeah. Um, I wonder how th- many of those, you know, 1975 to 1989 bottles there are. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're so. just like, they don't have any, they say that they're from like unknown. Well, I would say distilled in Kentucky or, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, some other um, distillery, non distilling like pl- yeah. company. Yeah. But um, 2005, the proof is lowered to 90 proof. Um, from the original 101. Um, this is again Mashable One. So, yeah, I mean, this was released as a competitor for Wild Turkey, thus the 101 proofing. Um, and it's kind of interesting to see how this has changed throughout time and how many hands it's, you know, kind of, or, I guess it's only been one or two, but it's how it changes. Um, through time. Yep. I mean, the, the same branded juice contains a different ingredient. Mm. Uh, still 10 years old, mm-hmm. thankfully. They went through a redesign um, just within the last couple months. They relocated the 10-year age statement from not only the back of the bottle, but now it is prominently displayed on the front again and kind of shifted some stuff around. So it's cool. This is the new bottle. This is the new bottle. Yes, yes, it is. Oh, uh, that would make sense because mm-hmm. ours is the old one. Yep, the old one still said ten years, but it was on the back. Yeah. Get to pouring, poor boy. You. Pouring. <laughs> <laughs> I went through my yep. whole speech, and I don't yep. have any whiskey to yep. show for. I don't We're, know what yep. you want for timing. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> 
he's right, you know. You, you never told us the schedule. We just knew there was one. He's going to fire me. Um, You're done here, boy. <laughs> You're done yesterday. <laughs> what? You didn't get that script on my desk. <laughs> you didn't. You're done. Yeah, so 1975. Um, Pretty decent band, right? I mean, the 1975. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, chocolate's okay. I guess. <laughs> Ooh. We didn't really give any flavor notes for... Well, you, you gave grape for the Buffalo Trace, but the this smell. is... This is just, yeah, Buffalo Trace, but further down the line. It said on the back of the bottle that it's, like, kind of porty. Kind of smells like port. A little bit. It said that on the... Yeah. It does. I've actually never read the back of an Eagle Rare bottle before. And it was, like, very interesting. I mean, it's got a lot of more woodiness. Mm-hmm. It smells more muted. Than the Buffalo Trace did. Definitely has more like nail polishy kind of. Oh, really? You think so? Yeah. Mm. It smells more acetony. Mm-hmm. You smell acetony. Whoa, 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 whoa! Can't say that word. It's a bad word. Hmm. For some reason, I don't like this as much as I used to. Like, I know. Do you like Buffalo Trace more than this? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of do, too. That's kind of how I've always felt. Yeah. Like, I love this. This is solid. But if it's if it's sitting on a shelf for $60, I'm not going to pick it up. Well, yeah. Maybe it's just because my first Eagle Rare ever was that, that store pick one mm. from MGM. Um, I still have that bottle. That was phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal, nominal. We're going to have to do an episode where we kind of try to, like, we got to, like, pull all the... The store picks. The store picks of, like, a same bottle. So, like, Buffalo Trace, Eagle Rare, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then just try to compare them. It'd be kind of fun. Do a blind of, mm-hmm. like, five, you know, and just try to, like, rank them. That'd be fun, actually. Yeah. That would be kind of fun. Around here, there's a lot of um, liquor stores that get. I, I haven't gotten one yet, but they keep happening. But private barrels of Elijah Craig. Oh, for sure. Always want one of those. I, um, my store, New Prague, has one. Oh, for real? Yeah. New Prague. How much? Oh, I, th- I think that 80. 80? Oh, 80, yeah. Five. Perfect. It's nine uh, years old. Mm-hmm. I think you're. Oh, well, I'm Ace had one. I got I got one. Sorry. I got one uh, for Lauren. I got an old, uh, old Forester cast strength. From Ace Spirits. The blue label? Yep, the blue one. And a the single barrel pick. Uh, I think it was a 10-year. It was either a 9 or a 10 of the Elijah Craig um, for him, too. And I got one for Ryan because I dragged Nick along. It was one for customer. So I'm like, ah, right, Nick, come on. Buy come this on. for me. So I spent like, hopefully I'll get paid back, $400. Yeah, that's not cheap. That, it was, the old yeah. Forester is expensive in well, itself. Well, they were both like 80 85 and tax and stuff. And it was like, yeah, this is... I, think, I mean, they're great bottles, no matter what. Well, I haven't had any because they're gifts for other... Well, not gifts, but um, they're for other people. I think I still have my old Forester from, like, two years ago. I, I still... Which we could dip into yeah. later. Bonus. Um, Not necessarily on the air, but... <laughs> um, I just I think it's interesting that we don't necessarily like this as much. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, pretty unanimous because... But they really, I mean, they really aren't that different. They're really not. No, they're 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 pretty close. They're very close, but it's just something about it that's just not exactly what I would prefer. Mm -hmm. And having now gotten my dad into 
bourbon hunting whiskey. Yeah. Good job, which was by a mistake. I must say, I am finally starting to reap the benefits of all this time that I spent training you, and then <laughs> you subsequently have trained <laughs> your father <laughs> and your brother. Yeah, yeah. it's a mistake, <laughs> dude. This is it's disciples so bad. upon disciples upon disciples. <laughs> it's like they're worse than I was. Yeah, they will. They will now go out and like. Well, first of yeah. all, they decided to get on Facebook groups, which I never oh. did. Which great idea if you're looking for any like rare bottles, um, which you can ask to try. But yes, not... you can't mm-hmm. purchase them, but you can try them for a fee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they've tried. Some bottles <laughs> on Facebook. I can almost hear the air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that were rather rare. Yeah. And they, that you would never, ever, ever find mm. on any store shelf, no matter what. Yeah. Um, like, it's the only way. It's almost the only way to find things. It though. is. It really is. Because yeah. Connor, he's gotten two wild turkey products mm-hmm. that are. So they're old. They're super old. I think one was from like 2016. Well, super old comparatively for a retail product, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like it was like what 2013 and like 2016 or something like that. I believe so. And for those, yeah, I mean, they were each like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, but you would never find them anywhere on a on a store right. shelf. Yeah. And that's that's definitely something I think we will probably have to talk about in an episode. Is like. is how do you steal whiskey from facebook people exactly Mm -hmm. but the secondary market in general is like it's it's almost become it's forced upon yeah to be accepted because it is so difficult to obtain some of these these bottles and it's like if you don't use it then you're never gonna see them right and you're either gonna try them at a restaurant or something like that which some of those you won't because yeah. they're not around. Uh, so it's just kind of mm-hmm. yep. crazy. Um, well, if you, unless you guys have some some points, we should probably should continue to the next one. But I was just going to say that not for the next one is arguably my favorite. Okay, out of all of them. All right, we'll talk about that. Well, next, if you want to start, next one is Bay. It is Bay. Really is Bay. Yeah, these are favorite for a lot of you guys actually. Mm-hmm. Um. So our next one is the <laughs> our next one is the E.H. Taylor small batch. Uh, originally, yay. Yay. good old Colonel Taylor. I shouldn't say originally. Um, originally, as we know it from the Buffalo Trace, it was released in 2013. It is a older brand. It originally, I think it was Old Taylor. Um, was it was I for, I didn't actually find the release date of the Old Taylor brand, but uh, the Buffalo Trace, the modern one, as we know it, was released in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, named after Colonel uh, Edmund Haynes Taylor, not the military colonel, but the same one from the KFC guy. <laughs> Wait, what's the difference? I don't get it. Well, uh, it's it's a is it a civil position? It's a civil position, I believe. I don't know the actual like history behind it, but it's yeah, it's you're probably like a bail bondsman. <laughs> yeah. He's a colonel. With, Not I, the military kind. Yeah, I would compare it um, without doing any history or like knowing anything behind like that and titles. It's kind of like knighting, modern knighting. Uh, it's kind of like with that. It's like the U.S. version of being kind knighted. Kind of. I'm hesitant to say yes for sure because I have absolutely no history. And it's Zach like a, is 
It's like a so-so gray. Zach's Googling this, so he's going to give us a little bit more light on it. But <laughs> It's like a weird gray area. That's my understanding. Is kind of, it's, a, it's just an honorary position um, that you can get bestowed. I don't know if they do. I've never heard of a modern day colonel, though. No. Yeah. No, I have not heard it, of anybody. That's interesting. Um, so E.H. Taylor, he originally was the uh, – he bought the OFC distillery, which is, again, old-fashioned copper – in 1869, uh, which was renamed again in 1904 after many years of being owned and operated by George T. Stagg, uh, of which the distilleries was named later on. Uh, this later became Buffalo Trace in 1999. After several years working at the Stagg distillery, um, E.H. Taylor saved enough money to buy another distillery in 1887, which became the old Taylor Castle distillery. Um, after changing hands of ownership on more than one occasion, Sazerac bought the old Taylor brand in 2009 from Jim Beam. Jim Beam. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So old Taylor, yeah, old, that was what I was referring to. I, I forget when the old Taylor brand, but it was one of those brands that stuck around during Prohibition. So it's a pre-Prohibition brand, and it was actually used by um, George C. Stagg who owned the distillery for the longest time uh, for a while. And the, uh, we'll talk about that later, what happened to that uh, relationship. But Yeah, that was not a good... Yes, yeah. they, they probably talked about it. They did the talk about it. So we'll, we'll get to it. So, um, Yeah, so he bought another one too. So it was uh, the OFC distillery and another one I forgot. Um, I left out because we'll probably talk about it at a later date. But uh, was it? he bought two distilleries. Um, was, in, it, was it Stetzel? I don't remember. But the old Taylor Distillery is now the. I have a 50 50 shot at this. <sighs> it is now um, Castle and. No, Blade no. and Bow. That's Stetzel. Or no, it's Castle and Key. It is Castle and Key. Oh, Castle and Key is. Is no. the old Taylor Castle Distillery. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I will say, Castle and Blade Key. Blade and Bow is Stetzel. Is Stetzel. Yep. Castle and Key, kind of mid. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm throwing <laughs> it out there. Kind of mid. What have I had that's Castle and Key? We haven't. We have. Ha- I've only had one, and it was in Kentucky. Yeah. It was mid. Oh. We have a blade and bow, which um, yeah, which I also have one open. Yeah, so we can. We'll also dip into. That. We'll talk about. There's a little bit of uh, we dip a toe into that history uh, when we get to a later. It's kind of fun, but um, oh. So Colonel, I got whiskey. Uh, research the Colonel title, and yeah, it's totally. It's it's got a lot of kind of different meanings, but. It's totally just America's way of knighting people. <laughs> definitely not, because but that's not. a British thing, <laughs> and that's bad. But this is an honorable title and for granted by a governance of some kind. Okay. Oh, as the I'm sorry. Yep, as the gentry of a new colony, hence Colonel Colonel. So it's so, like they run the colony. So, no, you're just like the head guy. You know, you don't necessarily have to run it, but you're like a representative of it. You. Are, you are the most, uh, how do I put this? I guess, I mean, when, when you name, like when, when you, like in this case, when you name a distillery after someone, you don't run the distillery. You're just, you're the brand name because right. you're the most recognizable. So who is, um, shut up, grandma. <laughs> um, who is there modern, is there modern day kernels and 
If so, not, who is the last colonel? Yeah, so there's there are military colonels. Well, right. That took it over pretty much. Oh. So and yeah, the, the governors and governances pretty much stopped granting granting colonelship. I think it said the early 1900s. Like the, darn. Like he probably was one of the one last, of the last colonels. Yeah, because that would have been the turn of the. I wish century. I could have been a colonel. But you, there's technically nothing stopping you. Well, from... I suppose I suppose uh, um, <laughs> Colonel um, KFC guy was probably the last Sanders. 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 Right. Right. Yeah. Because he would have been, yeah, after Prohibition, mm-hmm. 50s and 60s. Yeah. So, I mean, there's nothing stopping someone from becoming a colonel these days. It's just like, it's like, why do you call yourself a colonel? You know, it's like, well, because, because I can. Because these people said so. Because you're just a public image beloved by the exactly the masses. Yep. Elon Musk is a colonel. <laughs> he is Colonel Musk. <laughs> colonel Musk. Whoa. Uh, yeah. So this was one of the few ones that survived uh, Prohibition. And... Um, Hundred proof. Higher, we we jumped a little bit. This is it's so very apparently good. just way better than the uh, well, objectively than the other two. <laughs> Mucho good. You mean subjectively? Subjectively. I mean, I would I would say objectively, but that's a subject in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it also that this is still Mashable one, by the way? Yeah. Yes. That Taylor was. During Prohibition, they used this as medicinal. Yeah, so they, the old... they tried to pass it off. Well, it was. Um, well, yeah. And so the, the old Taylor brand was uh, one of the ones that were granted. Buffalo Trace in, in general, general was one of the distilleries allowed to, I think it was like one of eight. That It like, might even be a less than that. It was like six to eight. Yeah. I thought it was eight, but um, that were granted licenses during that time to continue um, distributing and producing, I believe. And yeah, the old Taylor brand was a medicinal uh, item. Mm-hmm. I love that that story. It's so funny. You well, would like... Yeah. My, what, I got a it, bad back. Yeah, it's like you would go to the doctor and then it was like, I think you could get it only like once a month. No, I think it was more frequent than that. It was Maybe like once weeks? a week or something. But basically, you would go to the doctor, you would say, like, my knee hurts. And then they'd be like, here's your 100 milliliters of whiskey mm-hmm. yeah. or something like that. Or even more. It might have been, it a, might have been a bottle. I, or a, a fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Because it would have all been a fifth back then. Um, and, I mean, you got to think back then, it was either morphine or alcohol. So, you know. Pick your poison. Well, exactly. Yeah. There was a... Um, they were talking about that... There, it's something written in some like uh, doctorates. Like now, alcohol is by most regarded as a as a a negative health. You know, it's not it's not really a good thing mm-hmm. to treat anything anymore. They don't like prescribe it. Um, but you pour it on stuff, but don't. <laughs> your body. Here's my fifty dollar bottle of Old Taylor. But yeah, it's. I, there were some cases, it sounds like, where you might actually, people might prescribe it. But it's a home remedy now, essentially. Yeah. It's like alcohol has just become home remedy. And the hot toddy is an example of, like, that that was essentially a home remedy at that point. Mm-hmm. Which but someone turned into a cocktail. I think but... mint julep, too. It was like a morning cocktail, too. That makes sense. Yeah. Or just gamblers who were so nervous at the derby. They're like, oh, I'm going to lose all my money. So here, drink this to calm your nerves. It's like, drink this thing that tastes good and it goes mm-hmm. down easy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Jewel, I, I, I made some like six months ago and I was on a kick for him. 
really love some mint juleps. You got to muddle fresh mint for it. Oh, yeah. I I was buying fresh mint for like a month. (laughs) And it was so good. Some simple syrup, some bourbon, mint julep, crushed ice. Mm. Boom. Delicious. Bam. Bam. Boom, bam. I want to thank the colonel for (laughs) creating the best expression so far. This guy went flat out broke because of this, <laughs> this distillery. <laughs> Ruined his life. Yeah, it did for a while. Get Just for a legacy so that someone else could make the whiskey, call it after That was a bad... I, I can't... Then... W- this is what I mean. Is like, we're going to start diving deep. Like, the, the, the Eagle Rare in this one is like, they got some history behind it, but like, it gets pretty intense. And I had to cut a ton of stuff out, but there is so much history behind these brands and... They've changed hands so many times. It's just it's it's impressive, and I encourage people to go look it up because there's a massive amount of just history that you just don't know about because they can't fit it on a bottle. Mm-mm. But they should. Is that our next one? Yeah. Oh boy. I think so. Just we, wait. Just wait check. till all the millennials start making. Oh, yeah. Being in charge of distilleries, there's gonna be QR codes on every label. Yeah. And it's gonna bring you to their website. It's gonna be a grim- grimoire like. <laughs> <on the> <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be like, and now you are officially level sixty-five of mm-hmm. Buffalo Trace knowledge. Mm-hmm. This is Trace knowledge. This is Buffalo Trace Oryx edition. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our next one I'm excited about. Uh, this is Stag Junior. Um, so Stag Junior uh, originally released fall of 2013. Gotta grab my whiskey. Um, so Stag Jr. takes its name from obviously the real life businessman George T. Stag. Um, it is a barrel proof, and it is released twice a year. Uh, George T. Stag was originally serving in the Union Army, uh, and after that, he moved his family to St. Louis, where he met James Gregory, and they formed a partnership selling whiskey in the United States. Uh, in 1873. E.H. Taylor himself fell on hard times and was in considerable debt with Stagg and his business partner. Stagg used that opportunity to change from salesman to distillery owner and producer. (laughs) This is Mash Bill 1 still, but this is cask strength. Carter, do you mind reading off the batch or proof number on this? Yeah, I can do that. Uh, Let's see. We got... We only have the proof number. That's fine. And it's uh, 130.2. Okay. I forget, but you can use that code and look up the release date on that. Um, It might be 2019 or 2020. I forget when this was released. But anyways, not a huge deal. I'm pretty sure this was like one of those. Yeah. So, yeah. So he became a a salesman um, and kind of found in at the right time and bought the distillery mm-hmm. he he paid uh taylor and got him out of um some debt he was in and essentially bought the distillery from him and it continued to make old taylor whiskey because he used his name and taylor at the time was very well known mm-hmm. um you gotta think that you know taylor himself was one of the primary members that was pushing for the bottle and bond act of 1887 i believe and um he cut. Kind- Stag rode off of his reputation selling whiskey, and um, in 1904, I believe, they um, 
George T. or um, Taylor essentially started getting um, legal action taken to get them to change the name and stop using um, his name on their products. Mm-hmm. So that's why I believe in 1904 the the distillery was changed from um, OFC to the George T. Stagg Distillery. Mm-hmm. But that's when it continued its name for almost a hundred years. So, also, this has arguably my favorite label, that's just because antlers with whatever font that they they print that stag in Times New Roman. Yeah, whatever it is, it, it's <laughs> just so <laughs> level twelve. Yep, it commands just like double space attention and like whoa. It's Helvetica. Helvetica. <laughs> um, yeah, what are some? It's a uh, Calibri. <laughs> It's actually Ariel. Ariel 12. Ariel 12. Papyrus. <laughs> Papyrus. Have you seen that as an skit about Papyrus? Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. So good. So when I smell this one, it's it's just so much stronger than the other ones. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, it's... What's the proof on it again? 130. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much stronger. <laughs> this one to me, I we talked about it before. Um, I This still pops in my head as like a strawberry. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just so pleasant. Yeah, first time I had it, I thought it was like cotton candy. Yeah, I could and then we that. had, we tried this some other place, and I didn't get the cotton candy vibe, because then I also agreed that yeah. it was certainly strawberry like. Um, I yeah. first had this at um, Whiskey Inferno, mm-hmm. and that was the first time that I distinctively found oak and wood notes on uh, a whiskey mm. but i don't know what uh, batch that was but because you and i still have one that we need to split and this yeah. one is mine yep um so it's possible that the other one that we have is the cotton candy flavored yep one. flavored to the note it's, it's, a, cotton candy. it's got a little bit yeah. of sh- mm. just sugar and i just it. i took the cork <laughs> off and I just shoved <laughs> cotton candy down with my finger mm. and the, until it dissolved this is really thick <laughs> it's so sugary Feel my yep. teeth dissolving. Yep, delicious. This is a phenomenal. It's. I think it's to be a a, a daily dram. It is a little too strong. Like this is a, definitely a special times kind yeah. of thing. Oh yeah. And well, that's good because then you know the the less frequent you have it, the more you cherish it. This is a very cherishable bottle. Mm-hmm. It people people covet this so much like i i tell everyone like if you can if you ever see it like just right. you have to try this one like you if any of these because they're all they're all overpriced they all are but if i had to like tell you like except that, that you, uh, at secondary market i mean I'm not, right i'm right. not saying yeah they're, they're the msr is yeah the msrs are fine some fantastic you know, yeah the, but i mean like if you're gonna overpay mm-hmm. for one of these right i would stag I would 100% agree. Yeah. Out, out of this lineup. Like if, like if you're just like, I'm sick of waiting. I'm sick of not finding my the whiskey I like. I'm just going to buy an overpriced secondary market one. Yeah. But you don't, obviously, you don't have enough for all of them. Yeah. Just do the stag. I've been seeing Eagle Rare anywhere from the 50, which if you really want one, um, I, that's more reasonable still. But like, I can. You can find them for thirty bucks. The store that I'll frequent, sometimes you'll see them for thirty-five bucks, and I'm like, why? Why would I ever spend fifty dollars on this one? Like, I'm more of a scotch drinker, anyways. But like, yeah, I could totally see 
daily drinking the Eagle Rare or the Buffalo Trace, but they're not too dissimilar where I would be like, man, I just, I'm not going to get the Buffalo Trace over the Eagle Rare. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to pick up whatever's available and whatever the best price is. Yep. Um, but that, that we, Colonel Taylor is, compared to those two, yeah, it's phenomenal. So if you can find that for $50, which I haven't been able to find for the last year, um, it's it's just un- unobtainium almost. Yeah. For listeners, if you can't you can't see me, but I'm just crying. Not being able to find more E.H. Taylor. Yeah. I've had the same bottle that I've been His quote-unquote daily. Yeah, <laughs> quote-unquote daily. I've been super slowly drinking it. Can you see how many we have? Yeah, you could pocket one on the way back. You better yeah. not, because my dad will kill you. No, he won't. Oh, he would. No. <laughs> That's his favorite. That's his favorite, too? Yeah. I can't blame him. <laughs> I got a weird win- like whiff of like dirty underwear. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Let me go on and see. Mm. Oh, yes. Butt stank. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no. Please, no. I cannot confirm that. Yep. Uh, Objectively I, I, butt stank. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go in your room and just start sniffing. Be like, you what, really is, don't. what is he smelling? What is, you really is don't. Where's the similarity? I got to find where he's like recalling <laughs> this from. <laughs> So good. Okay. All right, hang on. I gotta, I gotta finish this little morsel. Let's go on to the hand grenade. <sighs> yeah, that's hot for a daily drinker. <clears throat> Alrighty then. All right, so our next one, we are talking about Blanton's. Blanton's. The horsey one. Uh, this one originally released in 1984. Master Distillery. Elmer T. Lee was apparently tasked, <clears throat> excuse me, burning down my throat, uh, was create, tasked with creating new whiskey of high quality. Elmer remarked that Colonel Blanton's would certainly entertain very important guests that would visit. He would handpick honey barrels Another colonel. from Warehouse H and bottle them one barrel at a time, creating a single barrel bourbon. Lee decided to name the bourbon in honor of Colonel Blanton's. This is believed to be the first marketed single-barrel bourbon, as well as the first bourbon to be in the super premium category. And this is our first deviation from Mashbill 1. This is a Mashbill 2 product. This is our only one, isn't it? Uh Uh-huh. Because we don't have have Elmer T. Lee. Nope. Nor uh, the only other one that we could obtain easily. Ancient 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 age. age. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I essentially copied that from like Buffalo yeah, Trace's homepage. Like that's a quote. Well, yeah. what, so, what else can you say? Right. Yeah. This is the most um, sought after. I'd say, or maybe I should say the most sought after by Market- the strength. Marketable. Yeah. This yeah. is this is it's marketable, and I mean, everyone wants this one. It's right. so this, well known this, throughout the world that yeah. it's like it's, yeah. It's not, it's, yeah, yeah, it's not the most like I need that, but it's the most people saying right. I, I, want, need I need that. It's a single barrel product. It's easy drinking. It's just super not offensive whiskey. Yep. It, most pleasant. Everyone's gonna like it. It's got collectible horse tops. Yep. Horsey and it's got bone. dump dates that people can be like, "Oh, I got married on this date. Can you find me 
June 12th, 2022 yep. for my wedding anniversary or my, my child's birth or so-and-so loved this and you know, whatever. It's got so many aspects of it that are marketable. The bottle is so dang recognizable too that it just grabs attention. Yep. I want to make a candle out of it. Yeah. I really do. Chandelier. Yeah. If I had to be one, if I had one occupation in whiskey industry, because I, I know I would not be a good, you know, head or even junior distiller, you know, I would suck at that so bad. I would love to make glassware. Glassware would be sick. Because I would just make the most bonkers glassware. <laughs> well, just being a glass blowing, like, just working in glass yeah, blowing in general, or, like, just glassware be so would be awesome. Fun. Especially if you get to make stuff like this. Mm-hmm. What's the, the the proof on this or the alcohol percentage? Uh, Ninety three. Okay, it's forty six and a half. We look how far we've dropped. Yeah. Um, also stored in warehouse age, which they all are. Yep. Now they're all printed. Like I don't know if they were before, but like they all looked like they were handwritten. But now the fonts changed. Like I think I have a bottle that yeah. has one. The font change. I think the font is either different. Yeah. Um. I do actually think that every label is still handwritten, though. I don't think so anymore. You don't think so? No, I think the new ones are, they're very... They're pretty uniform. Yeah. They got an AI handwriting them. (laughs) They make all of those, like, specific... um, That's the AI that takes over the world, is the mm -hmm. one from Buffalo Trace, the handwriting one. (laughs) Yeah. When we went, good times. When we good saw time. the bottling plant for this at Buffalo Trace, it was super cool. Yeah, it was really cool because they have their specific barrels. I think they had like four or five barrels that were sitting on, you know, basically a track, mm. and they would roll them down, dump them. Yeah, and all of these bottles were sitting in you know big cardboard boxes, unlabeled. Right, and it was like yeah. no no corks in them. They were just straight glass. Boxes of corks. It was like it was crazy. It was super cool. Plus, they had like a huge display, like a kind of like a trophy mm-hmm. cabinet that was like specifically for like the special, like the Japanese Blantons, right. and they had like the, Straight from Elmer, the barrel, the gold. Yeah, yeah. like Elmer Tealy was in there. Yeah. They had like the um, oh, what is it called? Rock Hill. No, not Rock Hill, but what like the. Is it the antique collection, like the uh, the William Larue? Yeah, that's and, yep, the BTAC collection, Bubble yeah, Trace Antique. Yeah, yeah. So it was the antique collection was in mm-hmm. there, um, just like some really special bottles that you really don't see ever um, that were on display there. It was pretty cool. Man, I, I would love to get like the Blanton's Goal or Straight from the Barrel or just any of the BTAC bottles. Yeah, I actually know a guy that we met him on Facebook. Actually, we did. I'm <laughs> yeah. not even joking. We actually We're did. We're best friends. The guy that we got one of the bottles from tried. You traded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for one of the um, wild turkey things that we just, just dance around. Like. <laughs> Bought. <laughs> no. No, no, no. With candy. Yes, with candy. With, with um, favors. With V-Bucks. We <laughs> with bought V-Bucks. them with V-Bucks. That sounds worse. <laughs> yeah, it does sound worse. Spot with favors. No. No, 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 no. Um, he is doing like a charity event this year. And I don't know if he somehow 
somehow got them directly from Buffalo Trace, or if he bought the glass and then refilled it. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah. He, I don't know how he got them. Either he got them through a liquor store that somehow got these, and he paid through the nose for them, mm. um, or he bought them from Buffalo Trace. But I think he had uh, a Thomas H. Handy. Mm-hmm. He had a William Larue. Mm-hmm. He had a George T. Stegg. Uh, he had an Eagle Rare. 17. I think he had an Eagle Rare 17. That was one thing I forgot to mention about the Eagle Rare. Is the, the, the Eagle Rare 17 is 101 proof. They brought that back for oh. um, 20, 2019, 2018. They raised the proof on that, but sorry. No, yeah, no. Uh, but he was like um, saying that it, one of his friends, they do a charity. Mm-hmm. And he was expecting to bring like seventy grand in with those bottles mm-hmm. alone, and oh. I'm just like, "Holy crap, that's ridiculous!" We had at that restaurant the I think it was the William Larue yeah. and it was it Sazerac. What was the other one? No, we had uh, George C. Stag. We had George C. Stag. So it was William Larue and George C. Stag. I think we might have. No, we didn't have Handy there. I also had Elmer T. Lee there recently. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was honestly, right. it was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. It was probably one of the best Buffalo Trace products I've ever had. Really? Yeah. Magical two at fifty percent alcohol. It yeah. was so freaking good. Yeah. Like it was the best. Yep. Yeah, I had it at that Sock Dillinger. It's in their special safe. Oh, that was terrible. Where is it? The, oh, it's, it's the, the tequila, tequila, butch? tequila butcher. Oh, really? Their back room. They had Elmer T. I thought that was Stock and Dollar. What was it? Sock Dillinger oh. or Sock Dillinger. Is that what it's called? It's a really silly name. That's funny. So they have like their, they got top Ooh. shelf, you know, for like good stuff, good yeah. stuff. And then they have a open, it's like a, a captain's wheel safe, you know, where it spins an unnecessary amount of times to open it. And then in there is like, that's the bartender, barkeep's owner's special collection. You uh. know, st- stuff only he. So I just, I just said like, hey, like, do you have anything like, because I, I was asking for, just what, how many Elijah Craig Barrel Proofs they have. I was asking for BTAC. I was asking for Weller. He's like, no, 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 we don't have it. So he's like, sorry. Like, I wish, but no. He's like, let me just show you what I do have. He's like, I got one thing. He's like, yeah, he's like, let me just show you what I what I have. And it's full of H&H. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. And I just, I immediately saw the Elmer T. Lee. I was like, I want that. It's such a recognizable bottle. What do you think of it? I thought it was very just bland. Really? And run of the mill. Really? Oh. Yeah. I thought it was great. I thought it was lacking in... Somebody's opinion's wrong. Yeah. So, so one of <laughs> us is wrong. I guess it also kind of depends. I mean, I guess it it could be if the bottle was open longer. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, it's also this, like yeah, dependent. What did you eat before? What time of day? I don't think yeah. I ate anything before. How, how old is so... that bottle? Exactly. Yeah. Like all that stuff. Yeah. Is... I, it had very dominating flavors of, of caramel yeah. and sugar. You know, mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. Despite being higher-ish rye. But despite being Irish rye, it also was just extremely smooth and had really no no body to it. I, that's that's I something found. that – I mean, the Buffalo Trace collection, not, not the antique, but just the regular lines are very recognizable for their friendliness. Mm-hmm. They're too easy drinking. Mm-hmm. we got to make it well, harder, and then people won't buy it. No, but <laughs> like steak, steak's not easy drinking. No. no, but its flavor profile is so nice. And oh, it is. It's not. I don't know. I might be burned at like 
you know, I mean, they might ring me up for this, but like, it's not a complex flavor profile. No, it's not. It's just like the hot. alcohol might be a lot, mm-hmm. but none of the Buffalo Trace collections. And again, I have not had everything from it, so whatever. But it's it's very friendly and approachable, and I, that's a lot of the reason I think why Buffalo Trace is so successful is because anyone can approach the the Buffalo Trace as a company and find something that they'll come away with. Oh, totally, totally. That's why they're number one because you could just. And then I think it also has to do with like the uh, the word of mouth thing, you know? Yeah. Because like they have so many brands, what what are the chances? They're, they're they're very high chances. What are the chances that a buddy of yours happens to have any one of these, and they recommend it to you? Mm-hmm. You know, you know that's happened to every single person who's ever tried a Buffalo Trace product. Like, oh, hey, that was really I I, I bought this at the liquor store the other day. You should buy. You that. should you should like you should try it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard that from multiple people. And I'm like, oh, I have. <laughs> I, have and then, I have tried that. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got the one friend that has like a Pappy 12 year and then you want to mm-hmm. like strangle them. Mm-hmm. I, I know like three of them. Yeah. And I hate them. I'm trying to rope my, my, my supervisor at work. He doesn't drink, but he is owed a bunch of favors by the owner of Zips Liquor in Minneapolis. Ooh, Zips. Actually, Zip, Zip, Zip. Zip. actually yeah. if you've never been to Zips, Zips slaps. Right. They, like, it's really good. Yeah, so that the owner of that owes my supervisor, like, a bunch of favors. And so when he used to drink, he used to ask for just not even, you know, rare stuff, just, like, large quantities of right. beer and drinks, you yeah. know? Like, I want free stuff. Yeah. And then, so, but now he doesn't drink anymore, so now he just uses those favors as cash-ins for people who he owes favors. So he'll be like, hey, I owe you. What do you want? And from I'll Zips. cash in my favor from for the Zips guy. Let's go. Yeah. And so he's he's gotten a, I, I've asked him, like, hey, I, I gave my supervisor a list. I'm like, I want these. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, I'll see. And then he told me later, he's like, yep, Zips guy said, absolutely not. He's like, you can't, you can't have those. <laughs> he's like, you can't have this, 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 yeah. or this. Yeah. No, so no, I was no. like. Yeah. I do. Zips does get a lot of good single barrels, though. Yeah. And I think they they do a lot more of single single barrels other than bourbon and whiskey. Mm -hmm. Like, I think they had, like, a a rum or something, like a special reserve rum. Rum's coming in. It's coming in hot. You should have been there at the rum episodes that we did. Uh, I forgot what you were doing. You had, like, family or friends over or something. mm, Something like that. Missed out. I remember. Rum actually is very, it's super good. Yeah. We, we came to that conclusion that for the money, yeah, rum is totally worth it. Oh, 100 Which is ridiculous. Because you've definitely ridiculous. listened back to those, right? No. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> you should definitely listen back for the parrot. Oh, that is a good one. You got to listen to the parrot. Does he have a parrot? There's a parrot. Yeah, we talk about parrots. <laughs> oh, I thought he had a parrot. No. But that, you, I was like, that would one, one of us had a parrot. <laughs> you got to listen to that. Okay. Because... I actually want you guys to try this rum that make I a have. Shirt. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've tried it. I think you have. You might not. Have, Is it twenty three? Which one? The it's like a twenty three year age. The Ronza Kappa? Yeah, is that it? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, okay. It's not a 23 age. Oh, it's, it's 23 it? like ingredients that's oh, in it or something like that. It's like a Dr Pepper bottle. <laughs> it's it's so- <laughs> 23 distinct ingredients. It's something weird where it's like the 23 means something specific to it but it's basically just like aged sugar cane juice and it's delicious and it's That's the best to take dr that. pepper to distill it put it in a barrel yep dr pepper Yum. yep it's <laughs> delicious 
Um, yeah. Jeez. All right, Nick. Next, next one. one. This one sucks. We already got it in our glass. This one sucks. I'm just going to be honest. This one sucks. All right. So this one took some time to research and kind of just make a cohesive outline. But anyways, uh, Sazerac Rye first released um, in 2006. So the origins of this uh, go back to not the whiskey in general, but Sazerac as a company. Uh, go back to the 1630s. That's a long time. Yeah, uh, the family where the family established a vineyard and distillery uh, around the 1800s. Sazerac cognac landed in New Orleans and became a popular drink. 1885, New Orleans bartenders began to make the Sazerac cocktail with rye whiskey instead of brandy. So previously, it had brandy as the base spirit. For, for, inter- for which cocktail? The Sazerac. The Sazerac cocktail. Oh, I'd sure. be interested to try a Sazerac I, with brandy. Yeah. Because isn't it absinthe and brandy? I don't remember what the cocktail ingredient is. Yeah. Because it's something like that, where it's like, you would think that that would right. not mix. Like a fruit wine and absinthe? Like, that would be gross. It's not bad. We just bad. I just tasted it. But yeah, it's good. It's not my favorite rye. I think it's just pretty... It's yeah, black I, licorice and I do love rye. Rye is so great because it smells phenomenal every time. It does. It rye does whiskey smell always amazing. smells good. Yeah. This was the first rye that I've ever had. Yeah. Was Sazerac? Okay. I think so. Okay. And that was like. Yeah. That was fun. That was, that's I think it's better story. than uh, High West Double Rye. Oh no <laughs> doubt, hands down, it's is like, it better you than yeah, that's just High me. West Double yeah, Rye? That's just me. I'll make a dig again. At uh, oh, high west, the, but the barrel rye. finishes. No, that was so I know. Good. Yeah, but why? But why do they always have to finish that barrel or that that brand? Why can't they? Because do it's their other cheap. Rides? Yeah, because they they make so much of it, mm-hmm. and it's dirt cheap for them to make. Probably, <laughs> so they just throw it in a barrel for a couple of years or something, and they're just like, here, send it out for an extra twenty bucks. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a high west episode and just. Because I have so many that we haven't tried yet. And I have a lot of High West that we haven't tried yet. Yeah, either. I, I like a, pe- uh, a bourbon that uh, rested in a peated barrel, which I'm guessing is probably the scotch barrels that they use in the campfire that, by the way, re-released and now is available again. They re-released campfire? Yep. Yo! So I remember when we were like freaking out because we were yeah. like, we're set. I still have the uh, one of the original label. I still have mine too. Yeah, so the new ones are out and they reamped all the labels for everything. Yeah. So is it kind of like the geometric shape one? No, that they not have? the geometric. Oh. That was just for the rendezvous, I believe. Oh. Was it just for the rendezvous? Yeah. Okay. But um, I like that label. That's but a cool lot. labels. But like before, this is gonna have a little off topic. But the um, the labels before were kind of like, uh, remember those I Spy books? Yeah. They kind of looked like they used bits from the I Spy books to make their own labels. They did. It was good because you would see like the like the double double rye was like, uh, like it looked like a little toy figure cowboy standing mm-hmm. in the middle of like the doors of a, a saloon. Yeah, and it was backlit. Like yeah. it totally reminded me of an I Spy book. Yeah. Same thing with the campfire. Like the yeah, boy, the cowboy like sitting in front of fire. Yeah. At least I think. Yep. Yeah, so now it's more of an artist rendering like a drawing cartoon. Okay. It still looks amazing, which I love. The High West. Artwork is amazing. It's just Tom from Tom and Jerry, but with a cowboy. Head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's <laughs> his silhouette in front of a fire. Yeah, now there, little lady. Now my uh, my High West, they just released um, Midwinters again. I know. Um, I talked to the MGM owner, and he's expecting December. 
for the one for midwinters near was there's two or where near where yeah you guys are so you know there's two midwinter releases this year i did not there's a utah exclusive that is one wine finish really it was a new wine finishing that's in the main release but as a accent not the main finishing interesting but it was so good that they decided to do like a Utah exclusive where it's just this one finishing barrel. Because I knew they were doing something specifically for Utah, but I didn't know if it was like... It's that. It's it's like its own special finished. Um, really? Whereas it's just like an accent in the other ones. But the, 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 the it's a 10-year anniversary of the Midwinters, and so they did something special, and it, it's this um, other wine barrel that they're doing. I forget. I don't have the details in front of me because we weren't originally going to talk about this primarily but that's pretty cool though yeah i know I'm, I'm super excited and hopefully we can get it but um i know it took me a little bit last year to get one so yeah you know yeah maybe if we uh we find this year's we'll do maybe we could look back at the last three years we could do the the 10 year we could do yours and i still have one from 2019 yeah because so. that would be nice because i would like because not 2019's was arguably my favorite Right. This, this year's was was good. It was good. Not my not exactly what I was ex- excited for. Right. So I'd be excited to try this year's to see. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Getting back to Sazerac. Um. So, uh, eighteen eighty five. We'll recap a little bit. New Orleans bartenders began to use the Sazerac cocktail with rye whiskey instead of brandy. This was due to the uh, shortage of brandy. In 1919, the Thomas H. Handy uh, company gets out of liquor and starts making plans to sell candy, soda, and a multitude of other goods. 1919, we have Prohibition, so this is why they're um, Uh, changing gears. So this was originally a Thomas H. Handy. So Thomas Thomas H. Handy was uh, was a man at the Sazerac Cafe, the cat. where they made the cocktail. Okay. He was like the store manager owner, uh, and then he died, and it kind of became um, the company. Gotcha. So, but there's there's a lot of information. Like this was had its own website, and I condensed it to two paragraphs. So this is good lord. By no means a full rep, uh, representation of the brand as a whole. This is so condensed. Like this is mainly just trying to look at the whiskey and not the company. Mm-hmm. Um, 1933 to 1949, Sazerac gets back into liquor production as well as bra- buying new brands. 1952 marks the launch of Taka Vodka, one of the first vodkas to be sold in the United States. Uh, 1989, seven brands are bought from Seagram's. This is a very important, like, Market time. Remember the Eagle Rare. Um, so the seven brands that were purchased from Seagram's: Benchmark Bourbon, Eagle Rare Bourbon, Car Stairs Whiskey, James Foxy Canadian Whiskey, Crown Russ Vodka, uh, Nikolai Vodka, and Doctor McKillicuddy's uh, Schnapps. That sounds <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I, I thought I remember. I, I've heard of that. When I was doing research on. Um, Dr. McGillicuddy's Snaps? Uh, I was doing research on Henry McKenna. And Henry McKenna was owned by Seagram's for a little while. 
until Heaven Hill bought the brand. Yeah. And I thought that was around that time as well, but maybe not. But yeah, some, well, so Seagram's, I forget what happened to Seagram's, but Seagram's was a huge identity. And then it, um, I'm going to have to look into it, but that's where Four Roses was. Four Roses was a Seagram brand. Branded as Four Roses or branded as something that Seagram's had it as? I think Four Roses was a brand. Interesting. Because what was that distillery? Remember that dist- we talked about mm-hmm. it in um, Eagle Rare. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that became Four Roses. Yeah. So. <clears throat> um. Uh, 1992, Sazerac Company acquires the uh, Lee Town, Lestown Company and the George T. Stagg Distillery. 1999, Buffalo Trace is launched. 2006, Sazerac Rye Whiskey is launched. So, that's kind of the... Good job summarizing that. <laughs> no, you guys want to call the phone number on the box on the on the bottle? Do you want to see the website where I got this that information? I, I linked it. Is it Sazerac.com? Yeah, look, just look at this website. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Um, because they also have an email that you can email. Hmm. Sazerac at Sazerac.com. So you just keep scrolling down and just look at like that's what I I read through pretty much all of it and it was just like oh my gosh. It's too much information. You know, it's long when they have a start timeline button. Yes. Sheesh. But um, also, another thing, great bottle. Oh, yes. Another great bottle. Really good at chucking. It's got the neck. You just you whip it at somebody. <laughs> I just like how it's got kind of like the same kind of very angular feel as the Blanton's bottle. Yeah. But it's definitely got that nice like neck on the bottle. Grab it. Give it a nice pour and then just slam it down. My butt cheeks asleep. That is terrible. It's just, yeah. yeah. I, so- I got like three quarters of the way through of just like not even reading it, just scrolling through <laughs> that whole time. Yeah. You're just like, oh my God. The Sazerac house in New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause this, this says on the back of the bottle that it's like the rye whiskey. Uh, this rye whiskey is the perfect choice to make the Sazerac cocktail America's first cocktail. Correct. So is um, that technically, is the Sazerac technically the first cocktail that was invented in America? Or is that just one of their claims? That's... Because everything is pretty... I mean... The first cocktail is going to be the one that has the first thing that has whiskey and sugar in it. Honestly, yeah. You know, that's just a, a that's nitpicking at first. That They're making claims that you can't prove. Well, yeah. But that's all that is. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of this. That Sazerac Rye. It's. Well, it doesn't help the it's bottle. It's pleasant. Open for a long time. No, but just in general. Like, I, I never buy it. Mm-hmm. No. Um, it's not something that I feel like I need to get. No. Mm-hmm. But I like how you, uh, our bottle has a little. Uh, yeah, you like that? What, what, what is that called? They're like it's a measured. It's a pour spout. Pour spout, yeah. something like that. But it always dispenses the same amount yeah, every a half, time. Half ounce. Yep. They, they said the cork went bad on it. Yeah, that's why they put that. It in looks there. better this way. They should come. Like yeah, that. <laughs> it's kind of sweet. <laughs> the benchmark does. Yeah, it comes with a pour spout. Yeah, I wish it came with a pour spout. Those things are so unruly. All right, so 
our last bottle that we have here, last but not least, uh, William. Oh, excuse me, I was getting ahead. <laughs> Weller Special Reserve. He wishes as William Leroux Weller. <laughs> so yeah, I wish. Yeah, I'd, I'd spend like ten grand on a bottle. This one, I'm less disclaimer. I am less sure on the date. I know they they came out earlier than this, but I think this is the date for when Buffalo Trace acquired it. Asterisks on that, but this is I think that's the Buffalo Trace at, um, timeline. Uh, released 1991, the brand was named after William Leroux Weller, who is credited to being the first to produce bourbon where wheat was used instead of rye in the mash bill. Uh, apparently first made in 1849, originally created by the Stitzel Weller Distilling Company, Julian Van Winkle, later known as Pappy, was hired as a salesman for uh, W.L. Weller and Sons Company in 1893. A few years after Weller's death, Pappy bought the company along with Alexander Farmsley. Later in 1935, the pair merged with another distillery to form the Stitzel Weller Distillery Co. This is the weeded mash bill. Uh, And then before, obviously, that was the rye mash bill. So, yeah, a lot of history here that um, I didn't bother looking up. (laughs) Same mash bill as Pappy. Yep. So, it's just Pappy. It's, it's young Pappy. Twenty-five dollar Pappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish it was twenty-five dollars. Well, I, I'm MSR. Well, I mean, I guess. Did you buy this from the Facebook man too? No, I bought this from the distillery. How much was it at the distillery? I think like thirty bucks. Oh yeah. That's that. <laughs> no, that. But hey, but that's like a. That's a twenty percent markup. Markup. That's a lot. Jeez. Well, it's like. Well, I'm trying Drive to remember. Drive down to the distillery on all that gas, and you can't. For the five dollar markup, that was like forty bucks. What? That's MSR. That's below MSR. No, I know. I'm just like I'm just that. The Taylor was like forty. This was, I think. You say thirty? It's something like that. It was like forty to like thirty-five. Yeah. Eagle Rare. Uh, the uh, Buffalo Trace, I think, might have been a thirty. There's a it's, sticker it's, it's, on there. You're reading it. No, There's no, this literally is literally a sticker. This on isn't there. from the distillery. This is something else. Right. Because we only bought, we only bought seven fifties from the distillery. This was something that my dad bought somewhere else. Yeah. Um. And what the Blantons I think was like seventy fifty. I I don't feel bad drinking these anymore at all. <laughs> I buy, I'm gonna buy a house across the street from both the trays. <laughs> I mean, even though it's like what you're limited to like one bottle a month. One something? bottle per ninety days. Oh, Mark Blantons. Which kind of sucked because yeah. the well, the great thing was that when we were there, they it was all different. It was different every single day, right. which was awesome. Yeah, and they didn't release Sazerac, which was perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so one of each bottle every ninety days. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's like so it's like one day will be Weller, the next yeah. day will be, uh, and Buffalo Trace is every you can get one every day. Right. Yeah. So it's like you get one Weller. Per ninety days, and then you go back the next day. You get an Eagle Rare, gotcha. then you get an EH Taylor, then you get yep. a Blanton's. Cool. So okay, that that seems reasonable. And that's why you know you go with a big group. Yeah. Yep. And that's why you invited me for this next year. No, mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just mooching you You're so that we can me. get more juice. <laughs> but I mean, either way, they're gonna chloroform me on the last day and steal mm-hmm. all the whiskey I bought. <laughs> just leave you. We're there just gonna dump you yeah, somewhere yeah. in Kentucky. <laughs> why did they take my shoes? <laughs> They're nice boots. They're nice mm. boots. He spilled whiskey on them and they stole them. 
Have we all had this? Yes. Have you had I, special? Or just no, the 107? I just had the, no, yeah, just the 107. Yeah. Dude, does that mean we have to compare the 107? Mm. I think we do. Cool. I'll just say, I, I remember thinking the 107 was good, not great, almost great. So, well, because I have a 107 and I have a 12 year. Oh. Well, I'm not going to make it take it out. I'll just say that. We got it. It's not. It's over there. It's literally <laughs> it's on not, the shelf. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see where we go. We'll yeah, see where we'll, we're at. Um, we'll we'll so, not necessarily this one for me, but the 107, that is my favorite weeded. I have tried to find a uh, obtainable weeded bourbon, like Maker's Mark, any of the Maker's Mark series, you know, store picks. They're special limited, and I I appreciate them, but I have not been able to be like, oh, yes, this is good. Have you tried our Maker's Marks that we brought back? Did I, did no, I bring those? I have not, but I, I have bought multiple. I got like five different Maker's Marks, and I'm like, yeah, it's not, it's just not that good. I Yeah, I get it. Hmm. It's pretty like. However, that's like. Low key, though. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is super friendly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, super low key. I don't get a whole lot of like the weeded. Usually the weeded kind of contributes like a nice. A good a good grain taste as a pair, uh, compared to a young grain taste. Um, I don't get a whole lot of grain yeah. in general. I I've heard the um the what the weeded mash bill does is it's not contri- the wheat is not contributing to the flavor so much as it you're just tasting the absence of the rye as well as um the corn more. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's sweeter. That's I what mean, I've heard, and if by I, no means am I authority. If I it, like, you know, activate every single taste bud that I can, if I flex my tongue. <laughs> now you gotta do the nice. I, you gotta do the Kentucky chew. The Kentucky chew. Yeah, I'll do that too. But if I if I give it the most adamant flavor uh, analysis that I can for a split second, I get frosted mini wheats. Ah. Uh, <laughs> okay. I can see that. I've also found I like Weller. It's just not like my like to me it's not my go to weeded bourbon. It's it's definitely really good and very approachable. And it's like if yeah. you wanted somebody to try you know some a bourbon, mm-hmm. you would be like honestly, I would be like, here's some Weller or here's the Buffalo Trace. I'd be like, here's Buffalo Trace. Weller? Uh, no, no, you don't like that. Yeah. No, you don't like Weller because yeah, Weller like is that. hard to find. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if it was, <laughs> if it was easier to find. Yeah. What's pers- yeah. what's the uh, ABV on this? I think it's ninety. Ninety. Yeah. I was gonna say forty-five percent. Because I think yeah. I I like the cask strength Maker's Mark more than this, mm-hmm. which I um, also have. We can try. Right. Yep. And I think if this was just hotter <laughs> it'd be more enjoyable well that's the 107 yeah that's the 107 which, which the, is per, that's exactly yeah. what I, I i i wish that was something i could go and pick up because that is what i want and yeah. it's just not yeah it's you know. 107 is definitely better than the uh green label yeah. special reserve weller but this is fantastic it is very good we need to compare this to the regular makers mark at some point i mean what, the entry makers mark. Yeah, yeah i think i have some somewhere but the problem that I have with the 12 year of this is that it's good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's good. 12 year weeded bourbon. 
It's going to be good. Hmm. But. Is it good? No, it's trash. <laughs> um, It's just the proof on it. 45 I, also. Yeah. I just wish that it was a little bit hotter, like kind of around the 107. Well, I think it, I'm pretty sure it's still the 45. It is. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, I'm getting a lot of the same stuff that I'm getting off of the special reserve. I'm not getting a lot of like, I mean, it's definitely deeper, right. like, more rich flavors, but it's just very much the same. Yeah. I've only had the, the 12 one, one other time. You know, and you you guys shared it with me, but it's so I can't really say with a whole lot of confidence. But yeah, I I, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not I, the three of us preferred more aggressive flavors. We do than subtlety. Almost, yeah, kind of like it when my tongue gets attacked. Yeah, <laughs> to quote Zach. Yeah, but, but that's you know that's ex- and that's the main reason why I like I if I'm choosing i'm daily in a scotch usually. honestly or or something more interesting like uh, a texas bourbon this is so friendly i don't pick a friendly bourbon usually i pick something that's interesting or it has it, it is i'm picking up for some other reason yeah something's kind of off the wall yeah it's kind of fun and if it's not a bourbon then i'm going to scotch so yeah so that's how we're going to heal the world right now is with this statement Buffalo Trace products are way too friendly. Stop buying them. Buy other things, please, yeah. for the love of God. Stop buying Buffalo Trace so that, that we so, can buy them all. So that we can have them too. <laughs> please. Yeah, don't, don't. We all love Buffalo Trace, but it, yeah. I got to be in the mood. Can we yeah, just so. like lower the cost of all the BTAC stuff because I really want some and it would be really tasty? Well, that's why we need to talk about, uh, like, we need to have a, a conversation at some point about secondary market. Because, mm. I mean, the MSRP is completely reasonable when you look at what buffalo trace has set their you know recommended values at and then you look at the secondary market and it's like because they have no control a hundred no. times more or expensive. just what it is in the the store yeah, but because pretty soon this is going to be a rum podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> with how cheap every, with, with how much more the affordable price performance yeah. and how much more readily available rum is it is yeah mm-hmm. um so there is one thing like we can do comparisons if we want, but there is one thing that we need to do, and that was the surprise I hinted towards you guys uh, later. Carter, would you bring me that uh, the bag? I didn't realize it was going to be in this episode. Okay, so just bring me the whole thing that the the black bag. <laughs> I'm scared. Don't, now. don't remove anything. He bought something like saucy. I'm gonna be. Bet you didn't know Fireball was a B tag. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I think it says Rackham. I don't actually remember. Just give it to me. I, I said, give You were supposed to give me it in the black bag and not take it out. I know what it is. Just give me the bottle. I know what it is. All right, sit down. I don't know what it is. Sit down, shut up. I stroked the bottle. I know what it is. It's weeded. I knew it. What? I knew it. What? How? When? <laughs> Where? Right, for this. When? Who? I knew it. Who? How? I got this a while ago, the bottle, and we opened it. I went to, when I went to uh, Fargo. Yeah. Did you find a bottle of this? Uh, I found it. I found the bottle in state, and then I brought it to Fargo, and that's why it's half full. Okay, if you don't mind me asking, 
How much did you pay? Well, I'll explain it. Okay. <laughs> just, just try it first. You keep holding the bottle. I just want to hold it. Well, so, it, Carter, what is it? We haven't actually said what it is. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's precious. I feel bad pouring this. Well, what is it? <laughs> it's Pappy. Well, well it's, it's not. It's Old Rip Van Winkle. Old Rip Van Winkle 10. Old Rip Van Winkle 10. Remember that, that guy? It's like, you guys got to try Pappy's. Yeah. This is for you, guy. Let's go. There was, when we were in Kentucky, we tried the 12 year. Yeah. And that was. La- the Lappy. Uh, I think so. We tried Lappy. What do you think? Remember that? We liked it better than the 10. Was that at the we, at the restaurant with Brian? Yeah, we did the 10, the yeah. 12, and yeah, then yeah, the George yeah. Steak that probably wasn't George Steak. That probably, yeah, yeah. yeah it was weird. That. That's kind of sad that they mm-hmm. like, kind of gypped you on a I don't know if they steak. did. It just didn't taste like George yeah. The proofing was weird. Do yeah, you think the was... bottle might have just been like open for a while? Well, that's why I asked to see the bottle, but they didn't have it. Yeah, they wouldn't give it to us. Oh, see, that's annoying. Yeah. So they probably poured a portion of it, and then it went to another restaurant, yeah. but red flag. That's a red flag. Dude, I'm, Wow. I'm. I only know of like one or two other people that own a bottle of this. <sighs> yeah, my dad's gonna want to try some of this. But you should, yeah, you should just go. Yeah. Just go get him. We'll, I just. I we'll can go try, grab him. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. we'll pause it. And, okay, right. Dylan's got something special to share with you. Does he? Hmm? I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. <laughs> We're gonna mic. You gonna mic him up? Oh. <laughs> Hi. How are you? <laughs> How are you? We're gonna go upstairs. <laughs> Taking my room. The There's some glasses There's over on glass the barrel. Right there. Where the cups? Where the, where the cups at? <laughs> <sighs> smells nice. What do you think? We haven't we haven't delivered. They haven't yet. had it yet. I've been sipping because I've had it before. We, I brought it to Fargo. I just know from having the 12 year that it's probably going to be good. Mm-hmm. I remember liking the 12 year a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Small pores. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like. fine. Well, <laughs> I just thought it was funny. <laughs> did, you, did you bring down the. You brought down the. What? The pores? Yeah, they're over there. Are they working? Yeah, this works just great. Mm-hmm. Especially on that Ooh. bottle. Did you get that at, uh, those on Amazon or? Yeah. Nice. They're half ounce. Okay. I was actually looking for quarter ounce. Yeah. But then Connor showed me what a half ounce was when you're, we got them. Then you're like, yeah, don't want, didn't want a quarter. A quarter well, is. Because sometimes you really do just want. I just want to taste. Just, want, just, yeah. want, just one sip and, and I can't. It's like, yep, I don't it's, like it's that. I pour, you know, the, the, I fill up the bottom yeah. or it's this much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I kind of want one because I'm the I'm the same way. I'm either heavy handed on accident yeah. or like you're just kind of like fumbling with the gla- the And then the it's bottle. like you spill some and you're just yeah. like, dang it, dang it. <sighs> Should we mic them up for a sec? It's pretty, uh, pretty good. Do we have another mic? Uh, no. The green one. I can just. That's uh, fine. We could just. We don't need his input, but I think it would. Hey, it would we don't need his. We don't need his He'll input. He'll be here. Is it on? It's paused. Um, no, it's on. Oh. Oh, it is on? Yeah. That's what it. Are you sure it's on? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess it is on. I picked it back up when the A's came down. Gotcha. Yes. Pappy. Right. Delicious. Let's try it, Zach. Well, you guys have been holding on to it this whole time. Yep. I just got way too much in my mouth. <laughs> that was annoying. Ten summers old. 
asleep mm. many years in the woods mm-hmm. or the wood. So what year was that bottle? I have no idea. I think you can figure it out by the UPC. It's so creamy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It tastes like you put smooth. like heavy whipping cream kind of in your mouth yeah. a little bit towards the end where it yeah. just kind of coats it, but it's not like it's viscous. Yeah. I, I, I would compare it to like <laughs> the tastiest dandelion you've ever had. <laughs> Because it's really, it's really, yeah, it's super floral. The last dandelion super, must be the last one of yeah. the season. And it has that really, oh, why would you do that? It has that really grassy, that grassy taste to it. But like, what, it's are good. Are you thinking the same thing? Yeah, we are. <laughs> last dandelion. Mm. Is that Ice Age? What is that? Yes, yeah, Ice Age. <laughs> must be the last one of the season. Okay, so no grassiness. Yeah, well, we just had a bunch of bourbons, so that is true. We went from corn sugar to wheat, wheat, wheat starch. Wheat you starch. know, I am, a, I am starch. I do favor the weeded bourbons. I, I although that's yeah, that's I do kinda... like a lot of rye, but this this is just you could drink this all day. It's so smooth. Yeah, but it depends on how much you got the bottle for. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So, um. I don't really have much information. It falls under the same thing as Weller for this bottle, the history. It's the same, it's the same mash bill. Right, right. No, but we're, di- we're doing like some, a little bit of history behind the brands. And the brand itself, the uh, Old Rep is similar to the Weller uh, brand is, you know, partnership with uh, William LaRue um, and then got bought up and became a Buffalo Trace Sazerac and Buffalo Trace Juice. But um, at some point, maybe we'd do a, 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 a his, more in-depth history on, on um, Pappy, uh, but, uh, and then Stitzel Weller, for that matter. Um, the but what, where, that's where Weller came from, is Stitzel Weller. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, so what, looking back at this, takeaways, things that you guys liked? Um, for uh, the whole. Just the whole setup, and enjoy. then, like, yeah. top, top three Maybe. Okay. My summary was, yeah, because Buffalo Trace is really friendly, the hotter the better as far as flavor profiles and for my enjoyment. Okay. So, and I, I definitely, I'm not like, I'm not a weeded guy. Like, I, I really like this old Rip Van Winkle, but like it's it's like comparing two different classes to me unfortunately it's like the best weeded is not as good as a regular no <laughs> bourbon which right. is sad cuz you know for as much as i i know there's people out there that have better flavor profiles than me or better uh palates and then I see. and they'll see through yeah. my they'll see through my folly but so i'm going to say um number 3 is the buffalo trace okay Number two is the rip. Number one is no, 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 no. No, number three is number three is the rip. Number two is I'm a stag. Yeah, of course, stag. Number two is stag. Number one is E. H. Taylor. Yeah, yeah. That's Do we it. compare? You you, you got to kind of compare. I mean, got to kind of. I mean, the twelve year. Mm-hmm. It's I guess it's kind of like the comparison of the uh, the actual like pappy. Because this this would I would think this is along I'll let the you happy guys. Mm-hmm. the happy line. Have you opened the one that I bought, no, or is not. this just yours? Okay, just a little bit. I got something else you should try, Henry, too, after the podcast. Yeah, and this is the one that I still haven't paid him back for. 
Well, I know. But well, he so... knows where you live, so. Mm, that's kind of scary. <laughs> mm. I made a mess of myself. So Weller 12 comes from the Weller 12. Um, they... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you, did you shoot it? Wait, what? <laughs> he didn't pour that much. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> shoot some. Shoot some Weller. I'm still letting the, the rip. Is that 45? Finish. This? Yeah, I think it's so. 40, it's 45. Why is it? Did you, did you include the Antique 107 in this? No. We did not. We were just doing brands, main brands. You are just doing brands. Oh, yeah. Okay. No. We were doing the history and kind of the background of it. Gotcha. So we just took the main ones. Yeah. It really lingers. It like sits on your tongue yeah, for a while. The, the, the I, I, yeah, the rip. Yeah, but I haven't even. I, I know. I'm waiting for this to, I'm not to even, stop. I'm not even touching <laughs> this yet because that's still around. Yeah. That's crazy. And while that's still around, I would say my top, like, everything, Buffalo Trace. Great. So your, your top three in summary while yeah. we're waiting for the, the lingering flavors. Yeah, great. Everything great. Um, right. Yep. Top three, I would probably have to go... Mm, it's kind of hard because I would, I would probably go... Buffalo Trace, number three, Stag Taylor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you know, not to discount the no, 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 the no. old rip. Yeah. But it's just, it's just different, right? And it's not exactly like as uh, it's a sidestep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sidestep. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it's one of those like special bottles where it's like you know, easy drinking. You kind of pull it out because you know you're like. This, impressive. Is, this yeah. is special. This is, yeah, the exclamation point on a sentence. Exactly. I still personally, think Rip is two. Really? What's so? What, Henry? What's your three? Your top three? Yeah, exactly. My top three is number one. Well, I know Taylor's coming. Is Taylor? So is okay. Number one's Taylor. Absolutely Taylor. <laughs> I, I mean, I've had them all. Yep. Um, I think Taylor by far blows them all away. Get what Mashville it is. Is that Mashville one? One. It's Mashville one. Yep. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Pretty much everything like up to here is Mashville yeah, one. one. So that including that. And this is the first time I'm having this. Oh really? Yeah. Stag Junior. I've not yeah. had Stag Junior before. Um, Have you tried it or are you just sniffing still? No, I, I tried it. Okay. <laughs> that definitely kicks you in the teeth. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> I, that's quite delicious. It I. Steak Junior is amazing for me. Um, so you did your top three. What's your kind of like your final thoughts on on Buffalo Trace and the history of the brands, or you know su- that summary? Uh, I mean, honestly, I just I love the history behind it, just because I think each brand itself has got something individual to add mm-hmm. to the company as a whole, which is kind of which is kind of it's kind of fun. I don't necessarily know if it's, like, unique to the Buffalo Trace, but it seems like more of the Buffalo Trace products have been, like, switching hands and that kind of stuff and then have wound up as a Buffalo Trace product, and they just have a lot more of uh, the history behind them, which is kind of fun. Yeah. I like how, as these whiskey distilleries have essentially not, they haven't fully monopolized yet, but they are kind of, they're they're consolidating and starting to monopolize. The legacies of all the people before are now under the back under the umbrella, right? Because like, these people were collaborators back oh, then, yeah. and they're still collaborators now mm-hmm. via their namesake. Yeah. You know, 
that's really that's super cool that's it's always kind of dumb because you think that they'd all be unique and do their own thing but history did not play that way no <laughs> yeah well and the fact that they've that that buffalo trace and sazerac have now have all these brands but the cool thing about it is they kept them very individual yeah and they stayed true to the name of each brand oh yeah they, yeah. they haven't changed the recipes they haven't tried to make it their brand mm-hmm. except for eagle rare except for eagle, eagle rare. rare that's true eagle rare is not one of my favorites um because the history because it was owned by seagram's mm-hmm. seagram's Yes. It originally was made by what became uh, Four Roses. Oh. See, not another, another one of my not favorite bourbons. Depends on the Four depends, Roses. But depends on the Four Roses. They got a lot. But I get that, yeah. Um, I guess my, my top three, um, I think we're looking at, you know, I th- it's kind of interesting because we, we all have, we all agree on, like, the favorites of Buffalo Trace. But our, the way we rate them, I think, is, is, is interesting how different it is. Because um, I would say my, my top is probably, like, you know, Stag. Then, oh, that's kind of tough. I, Stag, and then probably Taylor. And then it's kind of a toss-up between you. Know, because I, I enjoy how easy Blanton's is. But I, I got to go with, you know, like... You mean how easy it is to drink? How easy it is to drink. Yes, it is easy to drink. But uh, I, I got to go probably, you know, either the Weller or the Old Rip, that mash bill. Yeah. You know, the 107, the Weller 107 is just... It is pretty phenomenal. Well, 107 is by far... Well, of course, I've only had three of them. Right. Or four. Yeah. I haven't had CPBY or... Uh, the full proof. No, I've had full proof. We've had full proof. I've tasted full proof. Oh. Um, we haven't owned it yet. Yeah. Uh, and we've also not had, is it barrel strength? Yeah. There's single barrel. That's yeah. it, single barrel. Yeah. Because there's six. So I I had, uh, this was in September, I had the opportunity to do a flight of the 107, the CYPV, and the single barrel. Nice. It was $60. That's worth it. That's not terrible. Um. The single barrel surprisingly interesting it was um it, it, it's gonna be different every every batch. but it was yeah but no but it it was uh it was smoky it had barrel a lot of barrel char on it um what do you think i the way i voted it between those was it was a tie between the 107 and the single barrel because they were just different yeah. but they were so good in their own way yeah. cypb not that great yeah and that's i've heard that yeah so I've definitely heard that. But uh, so yeah, it was uh, my summarization. So that was my top three. But my summarization for this is you know doing the history and kind of looking at this is Buffalo Trace is definitely like one of the the well known distilleries. You know, there's probably three of them that are like the massive, massive um, distilleries. Um, but there's so much history with all the distilleries and not even just the distillery as a whole, mm. but the brands, because all those brands used to be their own distillery yeah. and they all collapsed in on itself for prohibition. It got picked up and how they've changed hands and changed. It's, it is amazing to look at the history and how essentially they got to where they are now. Um, so I'm excited to kind of look in more 
um, later down the line on different episodes, like I really want to do the Weller one with the blade and bow and look at that one. Yeah. Super excited of that castle and key, the old Taylor distillery, even Jim beam. It's like, there's some amazing, um, history behind it. And it's like, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, so I'm super excited for that. And, uh, yeah, I guess before we end, we're going to have to talk about a little bit how the old rip bottle came, but, uh, yeah. Where'd you even find that? So it started with the, the Weller tasting. Okay. So the single barrel CYPB 107, um, they, so that was at, uh, Whiskey Inferno. Oh, that's right. I remember that being advertised. They had also previously a old rip tasting. Okay. Lot B, 10, and like a stag or something. They didn't have those left, but all they had was the 10 left over. And they had a bottle up on the shelf. You did not buy a bottle from And it had about an ounce left. And I was with Brian, Brooklyn, and myself. And we're like... Hey, Brian, or Brian asked the bartender, like, what do you guys do with the empty bottles? I'm like, oh, you know, give them away or throw them away, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, if you buy the last ounce, we'll give you the bottle. And they're like, oh, really? So I bought the last ounce. That's where the bottle came from. <laughs> but the, uh, but the, con- but the contents. I, I never said I, I, I told you I got the bottle. <laughs> never said that he bought the juice. So, like I said, I did bring this to Fargo. What I did to get the juice, and I'm sorry, I tricked you a little bit, but it's good. It's, there's more to explain. So, Lauren, Rachel's brother, really mm-hmm. likes bourbon, and I brought some stuff, and I'm like, you know what? Hey, I should uh, try to make a blend and bring this to Lauren and his brothers and stuff. They'll super happy and freak out a little bit. What this is is a blend. Of Eagle Rare, Maker's Mark Store Pick, and Isaac Bowman Port Finish. <laughs> which, if you know your bourbon, Isaac Bowman is, uh, they source the low wines from Buffalo Trace Distillery. And then they do the cuts in Virginia. Mm. That is port. So, that's what it is. <laughs> That's pretty close. And, uh, um, yeah. Thank you so much for tricking me. You did a great job. That was really, that was that, honestly really good. Well, really, that, that tastes just like the taste test we did <laughs> in at the, at the restaurant. That tastes like, a, that tastes like rip. That um, tastes good. So I'm sorry for deceiving you, uh, but, but, um, it was very funny to bring to Fargo and watch that. But, um, and I really wanted to get that guy that said try pappies. Still impossible to try pappies. <laughs> so mm-hmm. this is the closest well, way we can do it. Like I said, I know a couple people. We, we know yeah. places in Kentucky. <laughs> Sweet. Um, you got Facebook friends. But just kind of like, dudes. Blending. 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 Pretty legit. You can, you can get close. Not It's by no means it's like this is right on. It, but There are some recipes out there yeah. with the Weller brands. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to get close to pappy. Mm-hmm. I want them to take that. I want to take it to Lance's. I want to try the actual tenure. <laughs> compare them. Compare them. I wish we could. That would be very interesting if we could compare this yeah. blend. I wonder if, but, uh, honestly. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if Lance would let us do <laughs> that. Well, you're about Lance, uh, 
talking about last. Mm-hmm. Oh, he'll, he's bringing it over. I, was, I think the only re- like the only way you could tell right away oh. that that might not be is it. It's so it doesn't seem like it's quite the right proof. That's what I was. It's a say. little. It's a little less and, uh, than a hundred and seven. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be honest. This it was a little hotter after I just blended it, and now that it's mellowed, it's been three weeks. I'm like, oh yeah, like that was the first time I tried it in three weeks. I'm like, ooh, this is lower than I remember it being. But it's otherwise, still pretty it's, dang good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that was great job. Um, great job. It's been a bit. It's been a long episode. Yeah. That's two but, blending wins for for Dylan. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> we'll start our own brand one day. Yep, just our own, just blended things. Yeah. Just random crap. That'd It'd be a lot easier than starting Dylan decides story. to blend together. <laughs> just do this. Yeah. Well, if we start with all good whiskeys, then it's you know, yeah, yeah it's always gonna be good. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, thank Hold you for joining us on this. Hold on. Oh, uh, we tried Weller Twelve while we were discussing this. That's pretty good. Oh, um, yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Because uh, now we're out. Now we're off the outline, so we're back to a regular whiskey house pub house video ridiculous podcast and unscripted. Yeah, the notes I wanted to say quick about the Weller Twelve is I liked it more than anything uh, on that table. On well, uh, not better than the EH, and not but, better than the Taylor, but it was. Yeah, it's but not better than the Taylor, but no, it really, really close. because it really the notes that were so predominant to me. It's better than I remember. It smelled like it smelled like marshmallows. And tasted like graham crackers and brown sugar. Yeah. And I was like, holy moly, this makes me feel emotions. Because it, like, <laughs> it triggers memories, you know, like this. Yeah. It, it's kind of like I'm at a fire or something or I'm at I'm camping. Yeah. Or it's like it's because every time I've tried something new, you know, it's usually around, you know, people, friends, fire, whatever. And like that triggers those same if, you know, familial connections. Like, mm-hmm. what the heck? How could you do that to me, Weller? <laughs> yeah. Making me feel things. That Weller 12 is definitely... It's really good. It's the most complicated. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's a lot better than I yeah. remember it being. Of course, I keep pointing at that. I'm just... It's over there. But He's I'm, just mad about I'm just, the 10. Yeah, I'm just like, like stupid. Do that? They suck. I just wanted to share that because it, I thought it was so good that it. I have to change my number now because now it's... <laughs> Out, my list. No, we're, talk, we're talking intro oh, brands. Yeah, we're talking so, the brands. So yeah, you know, there's, there's that. I guess, I guess, proof, I guess, brands ranking has stayed the same. Okay. But all right, well, um, thank you for joining us on this episode of the extra. Whoa! I keep doing that lately. The Whiskey House Pub House. That's a real throwback. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time.